Well, grace and peace, everybody. You're watching Bridging the Gap with Pastor Nate Brozier. Uh, you can watch this on Spotify. You can watch us on Apple Podcasts and many other platforms that carry podcasts. And I'm excited about preaching or teaching today on a simple title called The Power of Praise. Uh, in, in the next couple of weeks, we'll be introducing some other topics, but I feel in my spirit, I wanna deliver this important message simply on the power of praise. Sometimes we forget the authority that we have, the strength and the power that we possess simply that comes forth out of our mouth. The power of praise is simple topic today. So if you have your Bible, turn with me to Acts chapter 16, and I'm going to be starting in verse 22. Now, leading up to this moment, we, here we see Paul and Silas who were going around declaring and speaking about the truth of Jesus Christ, about the power of God from deliverance and salvation uh, through Jesus Christ. And throughout all the land during this time, they met up on this woman who had a spirit upon her who caused much gain of wealth towards people of the soothsayers, those that were doing things outside of, of, of church world, let's say it, who were doing some witchcraft, uh, needless to say. But what she was doing was very interesting to me, has always been an interesting uh, particular uh, message and topic here, is that she, she came forth one day and began to speak about the greatness of Paul and Silas, uh, saying, you know, basically praising them and giving them glory for these are men of God. And days had went on, as the Bible says, and they, one day Paul just was over it. He sensed something on her spirit. And he, the Bible says that he spoke to that spirit that was on her and commanded that demon spirit to come off of her. And in that hour, in that moment, immediately she was delivered and set free from that demonic spirit. Now, obviously she was, as I said, she was giving much gain to the soothsayers, to those who were um, getting much gain from their side of things, basically. Well, however you want to interpret that, whatever that looked like back then, that many years ago, it's, it's our minds are trying to figure that out. That's kind of tough to do. And I don't want you to strain any more than you have to. But whatever she was doing, the Bible says that she was giving much gain to them. And so when they saw that she was delivered and set free from that spirit, they grew angry and they wanted to come after Paul and Silas in such a mighty way. So this is where we read in verse 22. And it says this way, a mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas and the city officials ordered them, stripped them and beaten them with wooden rods. They were severely beaten and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure that they didn't escape. So the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. Now, first off, I want you to see the very place that they put him. You know, we today in modern civilization, prisons and jails are not that bad. Uh, I used to be a, a correctional officer for several years and we would give them hot meals, three hot meals a day. And uh, they had heat or air conditioning depending on the season. 
and they had the freedom to even watch TV on their free time. And they had soft beds. Now, you can debate that they were soft or not, but they had beds with blankets and pillows that would comfort them. They had a toilet to go to. They had a water, a sink to wash their hands and even brush their teeth. So what we see in today's civilization is not even comparable to the jail that we see here. So the Bible says that they threw them into the inner dungeon. And what did they do? It said they made sure they clamped their feet with stocks. These brothers couldn't even move, walk, they couldn't rest their head. If they rest their head, it had to be simply just dipping down or pulling over to the sign. But this is, now I want you to use, as Bishop would say, use your sanctified imagination here. Now imagine you being Paul and Silas in this situation. All you were doing was sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ to everybody that you came across. And then one day you catch yourself now in the inner dungeon of the jail and your feet are clamped, your hands are, are, are clamped together, they're, they're handcuffed, so to speak. And here you are sitting there, maybe contemplating, why am I in this place that I'm in? We've probably done that many times over our own lives. How did I get to the place that I'm at today? Maybe you've dealt with addiction over your life. Maybe you've dealt with rejection or maybe you've dealt with, with some other issues in your family or, or things that you've basically brought on your own self, whether from a divorcement or rather from you just fill in the blank. But you may have caught yourself in a place of how did I get here? And that's a question that many of us ask that, that often. I've done that myself. 46 years of living, been a pastor now full-time, associate pastor here at Destiny for the last 11 years. But there's been times that the, that the enemy would make me look at my worst situation and say, how did you get here? And I would begin to doubt the very purpose and plan that God had for me. And so it was in those times that I could imagine what Paul and Silas were feeling. And Paul and Silas were in a place in their life that may have been I don't know if this is worth it. And may have asked that question to each other. I can imagine Silas, because the Bible always talks more about Paul in this situation, but Paul was with Silas and Silas was with Paul. So they were equally, obviously doing the same work because now they equally are in the inner prison of the jail or the dungeon and uh, with their feet clamped and their hands uh, handcuffed. So they were equal in that sense. But I can imagine Silas saying, Paul, why did you convince me, man, to do this? Why did, you, why did you convince me to leave everything that I was at where I was comfortable? Maybe maybe Silas, we know that Paul was a tent maker and maybe he was saying to himself, man, I should have just stayed building tents and putting tents together. But yet here we see Paul and Silas in a prison cell, in a dungeon. And look what it says in verse 25. Around midnight... Paul and Silas were praying. Now listen, we, the Bible doesn't say when they were thrown into the inner prison, but it wasn't at midnight. So that means they've had time to sit there and, and begin to dwell on their, their struggle, or they begin to dwell on their circumstance or their situation, like many of us do often on a day in and day out basis. But the Bible says at midnight, they begin to pray and singing songs to God. 
and other prisoners were listening. Now listen, suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see that the prisoners, the prison doors were wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his saw, his sword, to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, stop, don't kill yourself, we are all here. I wanted to highlight this point real quick because it was at their midnight hour that they finally begin to worship and praise the Most High God. And some of you right now are at your midnight hour and you think, well, this is, I just, I can just waller in the mess that I'm in right now. I can just waller like a pig in my own vomit, in my own mud, in my own dung, uh, feces, however you want to call it. But we can sit there and dwell in the mess that we're in right now, or we can uh, lace up our boots, as we would say, and we begin to press and begin to pray and begin to seek God's face and open up our mouth and sing praises unto Him. Oftentimes I've been in church where I felt like no praise can come out of my mouth because maybe my finances were funny at that moment. Maybe I was going through an issue. Maybe me and me and Jessica were having a, a, a dispute over something or something may have happened to my kids that affected me personally that would affect my worship, that would affect my praise. You may, can, you may be able to relate the same way I am because we've all been in certain circumstances that may have caused us to hold back our praise. I want you to understand something today. The importance and power that is in your praise can not only set you free from the bondage that you're in, but it can set those that are around you free from the bondage that they're in. What do you mean, Pastor? And look what Paul and Silas did. They were in a place of bondage. They were in a place where they were shackled at the feet and shackled at the hands. But when they begin to pray, and praise and open up their mouth and give God the highest praise. What do we see transpire? The Bible says that an earthquake took place and it shook the foundation that was all around them that not only affected them, but every jailer that was in that prison cell. Now listen, there's people that are around you that are bound that are broken. You may have family members that are, that are hurt and wounded, but I'm telling you today that there is power in your praise. You just gotta open up your mouth and not allow the enemy to discourage you in the season that you're in right now. Oh, I feel something brewing right now. Maybe you're watching this at home right now and you can you can confess with me that yes, I, I've been, I've allowed the enemy to stop my worship, to stop my praise for the, for the circumstances that I'm dealing with. Right now, right where you're sitting, right there where you're listening, maybe you're watching this on YouTube or you're, you're watching, you're sitting on your, maybe you're on the treadmill, you're on your elliptical and you're listening to this podcast. Right now, I dare you to open open up your mouth and give God a praise. And I don't mean, you know, we say things so cliche in the church world, give God your best praise. As if, what, what, what does that mean? The only praise that's better, that, that, that can come out of your mouth, is I give myself to you, oh God. 
When you can give yourself, that's all that we can give. What we can do with this mouth is we can give God a lip service. We can say things that we truly don't mean, but when we surrender and say, God, I give you myself, I worship you, God, openly. And God, I I come before you, Jesus, because there's no other God like you. I bless your holy name then watch mountains move on your behalf. You may have been praying for the young, the loved ones or friends or even some family members that are lost. I want you right now just to begin to open up your mouth of praise and confuse the enemy by your praise. Oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling something right now. I'm feeling the preacher coming out of me. But I dare you right now just to begin to lift up your voice and confuse the enemy. Yeah, you may be in the midst of the, of the worst situation that you're dealing with. Look, look at our world right now. We're still coming out of this pandemic. It's coming into an endemic is what they would say. But we're still dealing with the ramifications of it. Look at look at what's going on right now with our economy. The inflation is increasing so massively. We're seeing gas in some parts of the country as high as $7 a gallon. We're seeing another country struggling from what's happening here in the United States. So let me help you out today. Even in the midst of turmoil, you need to give God praise. You need to open up your mouth and give God the best praise that you can give to him. And not just a lip service, but say, God, I truly give myself to you, Lord. And and I like how the old psalm says, or the old song says, it's an old hymn, actually. uh, I surrender all, all to thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. Now I'm asking, what are you withholding back from God? Are you holding back your praise? Are you holding back your worship? Then how, ah, God forbid that that be the case. You may be in the midst just like Paul and Silas. You may be in an in a, in a inner prison, so to speak, but God right now is challenging you to open up your mouth and give him a praise even in the midst of your struggle. Right now, I believe somebody's getting set free just by your worship. You've been praying for a spouse who's lost. You've been praying for a a loved one that is lost right now. I dare you to lift up your voice and give God a praise in advance for what he's about to do. Look at what's going on in our country, in the country around the world, in Ukraine, in Russia, even in China and Taiwan. Look what we're seeing happening right now before our eyes. If you're watching this and maybe you you have some friends, I know of two right now, two missionaries that are in the Ukraine right now. I want you just to lift up a praise on their behalf. I want you to lift up your voice and give God a worship that will literally shake the foundation of Ukraine right now. That will literally shake the foundation of what's going on in Russia right now. Because listen, there is power in our praise. There's power in your praise power to set free those that are bound even around you yes god set free paul and silas but yet also look at the scripture it says all the jailers were set free my god there's power in your praise so for the next five minutes if that i want you to open up your mouth and just give god worship father we love you jesus right now Father, we bless your name, Jesus, because there is truly nobody like you. 
I have searched this world and I found out that money can't satisfy my needs. I found out things of this world that are that I can touch with my hand are not of value to me, God, like you are. Lord, even the precious gold and the silver and the things, the, the beautiful cars, the beautiful houses cannot compare to you, God, because you are worth it all. Oh, Jesus, I love you, Father. I feel your presence even up here in this studio, God. I know that you are present. And so, Father, I will never, ever take for granted that the time that I can have to where I can come into your presence freely and boldly. God, you're a big God and you can move any mountain. You can move any obstacle because you're an awesome God. Because you sit, you are outside of time. And the things that I'm struggling with, with right now, God, you look at them as so small because all things are small to you. You are a great God. And so, Father, I call out to you right now, great God, big God, you can do anything but fail us. I cry out to you right now for our country, the United States, Lord. I pray, God, begin to shift some things shift some atmospheres Lord shake some foundations around this place that where people will know that it was God Almighty that moved on their behalf father we cry out for Ukraine we cry out Lord right now for the country of Russia Lord that you will begin to to solve that issue bring peace right now shake the very foundation right now God I give you praise in advance for what you're going to do. What can you do, God? You said you can do anything but fail. So that means you are a victorious God. I've read all of the Bible, God, and I've looked even through Revelation. Even when Satan shall reign for his thousand years, he thinks that he will triumph over you, and you said you will destroy it by fire. You will cause fire to come down and consume Satan and cast him back in to hell into the pit you are a victorious God and I decree and declare you are victorious God over this situation that we're dealing with in the Ukraine and in Russia right now God you are a big God and you're moving obstacles in Jesus name Ooh, I feel your presence God I feel your presence and I'll make room God for you God, we have to make room for you to do whatever you want to. There's a song we sing. So I will make room for you to do whatever you want to. And so, Father, I'm going to praise you whether I feel like it or not. I'm going to worship you whether I feel like it or not, God. It is my duty to give you all the praise, even in the midst of my storms. But God, even on the mountaintop, I won't forget you. I'll lift up your name. When I'm in the valley low, God, I'm going to lift up your name because you're worthy of our praise. Amen. So right there, if you've watched this, please share this. I believe that there's people that are around you that need to know that there's power in their praise. And don't allow the enemy to steal your praise not one more day. Amen.
Well, thank you. God bless you. I appreciate you taking this, however long this was, 20, 30 minutes, to sit here and enjoy and, and just be a part. And I pray that you change the way you look, your outlook on things, and begin to add a praise to it because there's power in your praise. Amen. Well, I'll see you next time on Bridging the Gap with Pastor Nate Rozier. We'll see you then. God bless you.